0: This is your foundational powerhouse. You are building something special. Build it. Build it, build it, build it. This is Tyler Winder from the From the Ground Up podcast. Let's dive in. Let's have some fun. Let's build a better foundation and let's build real estate, investing, and entrepreneurship. Let's build something strong starting now. Oh, you want to be a hero, kid? Well, whoop de doo How many times do we hear that? Oh, I'm going to go flip houses. I'm going to pick up, oh, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 grand on this flip. I'm going to be so rich. I'm going to do it five times a year. I'm going to make 200 to $350,000, and I'm going to go flip my way to a financial freedom. Well, here's the problem with thinking small on flips like this. Most beginning flippers, beginner flippers, When they're getting going, they always think that there's a there is profit in every deal, which there's not. B, they think good bones equal a good opportunity. And C they forget to fully underwrite the deal. All the other costs associated with the deal. On paper a deal might make a hundred grand in four months, but are you putting in taxes, insurance, commissions, interest, closing costs? Those things add up extremely extremely quickly, especially like closing costs. Because you're gonna look at, let's say you're gonna buy a single family conventionally for a 30 year mortgage. You might have severely small true closing costs, maybe like you know half a point, three quarters of a point maybe, and that includes also one month of mortgage. In the commercial world, the investing world, Even if you're going conventional versus hard money, you're going to spend at least one point at closing. One point equals one percentage cost. So if it's a $500,000 deal, one point is five grand. If you're going hard money, especially as a first flip, no bank is going to give you financing unless you're showing that you have, you know, a couple million bucks in the bank and you're very, very well qualified. Maybe you can do a little bit better. But if you're going hard money, you're going to be at least two points right off the bat. So for that $500,000 flip, are you calculating ten dollars of closing costs? By the way, you also have legal fees. You also have to show an interest reserve account of probably three months. Are you calculating that up front? Remember, you also have to get insurance through the life of the project. So you have to pay for basically a 12 or 6 or 9 month uh, insurance plan. Again, these costs add up. So if you think, oh, I'm going to make $50,000, it just needs makeup. I'm going to buy this house It just needs lipstick. You know, put lipstick on a pig. I'm going to pick up 50 grand in a month. On paper, it makes sense. In the real world, that's the quickest way to kill yourself. Kill yourself in the, in the financial world. The first flip I did, I thought something very similar to that. I came through and had an arbitrary number of $100,000 construction budget. Came to the bank. The bank said, yep, this looks like a great deal. No problem at all okay, great, if the bank says yes, go for it, that has to be a good deal, right? Well, here's the problem, things I didn't calculate. A, I under-budgeted the construction costs, which typically you can do and will do because flips, there's always something a little bit more that you're not seeing. Once you open up that first wall, there's going to be something unforeseen that is gonna increase your construction budget dramatically. I would, I would put in right off the bat 10 to 15% Of a contingency in any offer or any construction budget that you have. If it's a hundred thousand fix and flip, I would put a 15% contingency on. Does it make sense at a hundred and fifteen thousand? If it's a fifty thousand dollar flip, okay, add it in. Does it make sense at call it fifty seven thousand or sixty thousand? Smaller budgets give a, give a, a, um, a more generous contingency because everything is just, it's a cost of doing business. Even if you're going to go and paint the place yourself and you know that up front, still throw in a 20% contingency. I'm telling you, the, the deals where I get constantly from wholesalers, the numbers look similar to this. You can buy this house for $275,000. And by the way, the house is in absolute shit shape. So don't ever believe a construction budget that a wholesaler calls you rant over i'm gonna here's a property you can buy for two hundred seventy-five thousand. just looking at the picture it just needs paint maybe new cabinets or paint the cabinets new countertops um and then you know refurbish the floors budget of 15 grand 20 grand i'm gonna tell you right off the bat the second you start working on that house it's gonna be a lot more than 20 grand If you, that's the first thing. When you see a wholesale deal, you have to run the numbers extremely, extremely aggressive based on what you have done historically or what your contractors have done historically. Talk it over. Remember, the contractors want you to get the job and they want to make money because they're going to build in their fees as well. A GC is never going to do a project that doesn't make sense on paper because they're not going to see a dime. So when you're looking for a deal, have the right margin. And a margin that I always look for is the amount of equity should equal the return you're getting on the backside. So when I say equity, your first position or the bank will always be in a first position mortgage. They're going to give you the cost to acquire the property and the construction funds. You need to bring the delta. You need to bring the difference. You need to bring the equity. So If it costs, let's say you need to bring $100,000 to the table, and that takes care of interest payments, down payment, closing costs, insurance, working capital. Working capital meaning I'm going to pay, let's say, the painter the cost of the supplies. He does the work. He gets the rest of the funds. You have to pay the painter up front, and then the bank reimburses you. So let's say through down payment, closing costs, all of that, you have to bring $100,000 down or $100,000 to the table. Bank takes care of the rest. The flip that you're doing should on paper bring $100,000 profit. If you're calculating it like that, A, you're going to have enough room in there for good contingencies if things go a little haywire. You can raise sufficient capital because investors are going to see that there's margin in the deal in a worst case scenario. So, if you're raising money from friends and families to go flip this home, they need to see that there's enough margin where, in a worst case scenario, if the market dips 7, 10%, you go over construction budget by 10, 15, 20%. Is there money at risk? That's the biggest thing because when you look at it from an investing perspective, there are two investors in every deal. There's the bank, and there's the investor. The bank is looking at what's their downside. At what point is their money at risk? What's the safety level where you're at? As an investor, you're more interested in what's the upside. You're going to say, here's my break-even number where I don't lose money. But at what point does that return that I'm looking for make sense for the risk involved? If you're given a 50 if you're putting $50,000 to invest into a deal and you're going to get 5,000 back? Yes, again, on paper you're making a 10% return in 4-6 months. On paper that looks great. It sounds great. Especially if it's 6 months and you get 10%, that's, you know, that's basically 20% annual rate of return on your money. Right? If you do it twice you make $20,000 off 50. Great. But that deal is way too tight. An investor will not want to invest that money because the upside for investing 50 grand to get 5,000 back is a, not a good deal for an investor in a fix and flip world. What they wanna see is, okay, hey, worst case, market goes down 10%, I go up, I'll, I go over budget by 15%. Worst case, or break even after commissions and everything is paid, is I can get you about maybe let's say 7,500, seven point, or I apologize, you're going to get like 15% return on your money. But the upside is I think I can get you probably closer to 40% return on your money. Now an investor has to make a decision. Do they believe that the upside is worth the risk involved and see where the risk fully comes into effect? Because again, if the bank gets paid and there's not enough margin, there's not enough equity, not enough profit for the investors to get paid. The bank gets paid, they're fine, they're safe. They get their money right off the bat. If not, there's a deficit and now the investors have an interesting thing. Do they go after the sponsor for the the difference of the money they lost? Do they eat their losses? Like, it, it gets a little complicated. So the way you can fix this right off the bat is finding a deal with that right margin. One to one. One equity, one potential profit. $100,000 invested in equity, seeking $100,000 of profit. If you do this right off the bat, you're going to put yourself in the right position to make as much money as possible, but you're also going to protect yourself. If you do nine great deals and then you have one bust, that one bust is going to cost a lot more than the upside of those nine other deals. And that's the thing with this business. There are going to be duds out there. But what you can do to prevent the duds is finding the deal with the right margin up front. You're going to protect yourself so much more in the back end. Yes, there's going to be unforeseen things that happen, but limit your downside by buying it right and underwriting it the right way Right off the bat. If you have any questions, 857 507 4501. Find me on all socials, Tyler Winder, LinkedIn. I'm probably the most active. Uh, I think my name's Tyler Winder in LinkedIn, like it is in real life. But uh, if there's any questions that you have about what's going on with the market, how do I find the right properties? How do I get the right debt for the properties? How much should I be bringing? Do you need help on the sales side? Anything along those lines. Please, please, please reach out to me because the amount of money you will save by not buying a bad deal is worth it. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining.